socially distanced podcasting. Welcome to Hand of Pod. Gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to episode 377 of Hand of Pod. After two months and one week, we're back. Um, apologies for the probably slightly lower than usual quality of audio on this week's podcast, but of course we're recording via Skype. This is the first time that this podcast has ever been done, at least for a whole episode, um, over the internet. Uh, we, we always record normally face-to-face. Um, so I will welcome you um, to, and introduce you, rather, is what I meant to say, uh, to English Dan. Hello and welcome. Who's sitting in Misha Crespo. And... My girlfriend and my son are mocking me as I speak through these earphones. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say, I, I, I thought you, yeah, I was thinking somebody's forgotten to put their earphones on and we're getting Dan's voice echoed back to him in a much higher pitch. It was no, that strange. Was, that was just pure mockery, pure imitation. <laughs> Uh, and Tony. Hello, everybody. So the barrios we are recording from are uh, uh, Visha Otusar, where I am, Visha Crespo, where Dan is, and not a Visha at all, but just Belgrano, where Tony is. Yep. I've got that right, haven't I, Tony? You're just, just yes. inside Belgrano, yes, right? Um, there obviously isn't any football for us to talk about this week. Um, so for that reason, I'm not going to mention the normal sponsors. Don't worry if you're you know, thinking, oh God, are they not sponsors anymore? We are, of course, but there's no point giving them the plug um, because you won't have anything to watch on them. Um, but fingers crossed that deal will survive into whenever we reach normality again. Well, and sorry, Sam, unless I don't remember if uh, Fanatis, wherever you are, have the Costa Rican uh, league, you can watch it there. Uh... Didn't That's that good. finish at the weekend, or is that Nicaragua or one of the other ones, Guatemala? Or Nicaragua uh, finished a while back. I've done about. I think Costa Rica only just started. Yeah, just started. Entirely. Sure. Oh well, right. There we go. So there we go. Did um, something. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Where was I? Uh, we are, of course, however, supported by our wonderful Patreon supporters, uh, who are by and large sticking with us um, in this complicated time for the world. Yes. Um, they are getting a little bit more content than they did before because in my eagerness to make sure that they're getting some value for money, um, I have started a, a new initiative which I'm calling Hand of VOD, that's V-O-D, or Video On Demand. Uh, it fits in perfectly with the podcast name that we already had and it pretty much involves me learning as I go along how to use video editing software. Uh, for $5 a month at the moment, you will be getting uh, probably one Hand of VOD video episode uh, per month, plus a couple of Hand of Pod extras, probably, because the plan now is that we're going to go back to trying to record every two weeks. Um, and it's going to be, we're not really sure what we're going to record about, because as we're going to explain this week, there's not an awful lot of football, but it's about time that we get back to it. So here we are. Uh, how have you two been, anyway? Yeah, not too bad. Yeah, How are you? Yeah, hanging in there. Good. Glad to hear Yourself, it. Sam, you been... What have you been up to? 
Yeah, just washing my hands an awful lot and keeping the flat <laughs> more or less tidy. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're not one of these people who've picked up a new skill, been exercising every day, and and all that. Oh, shit. we have, we have been exercising every day. Yeah, we we we've been doing um, workout videos on on YouTube because it's the only way we can get to sleep at the end of the evening. Um, oh, we just don't have too much excess that's, energy otherwise. Yeah, that's my girlfriend. She she does uh, the exercises. I do not. Mm. I started to, yeah. to do it at the beginning, but then I gave up. I think I lasted about three or four days, and then I realised, oh, this is going on for a long time. Oh, that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. uh, We've we've been working out, I think, probably about ev nearly every day for about the last six weeks because I had a, a a period of a few nights in a row where I, I mean, as you two know, I'm a night owl anyway, but I just literally was awake all the way through until half past six in the morning, seven in the morning, because um, I just I, I was I'm used to going for a walk for like an hour or an hour and a half every day, <laughs> so not being able to do that just meant that I was just too too in my own head and 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 had my my body just wasn't tired. Um, so yeah, we started that's not good like for anyone. Thirty or forty minute workouts instead in the evenings, uh, but this evening we're not doing because girlfriend's not feeling very well, and uh, obviously I'm recording this, so here we are. Anyway. More importantly, for our listeners, uh, what has been going on in the world of Argentine football? I'm going to admit, first of all, I've not been paying an awful lot of attention to any of this. I've been um, uh, concentrating more on my proofreading business because that is, after all, what, what pays my bills. Um, but I have been looking at, at, at the main headlines. You two are probably a little bit more up to date than I am um, about the, the latest discussions. So I'm going to let whichever of you want to jump in first. Um, take the the microphone, as it were. Now, um, you want me to have a go first time? Yeah, sure. I was yeah, actually expecting that. Fine, leave it all on me. Um, <laughs> I think the first thing we can say, um, beyond any doubt, is that the Superliga, as we pretty much guessed uh, before we went on hiatus, is kaput no more. It has ceased to be. Yep. Um, in a meeting which I believe was last week, um, a virtual meeting, um, which was, you know, quite fun. I don't think the app has ever turned on a computer in their offices before, so it was exciting, I guess. Um, the Superliga was officially wound up and in its stead came to being the Liga de Fútbol Profesional. Um, coincidentally, the same name as uh, La Liga has officially in Spain. Mm. Um, and that will be under the presidency of Marcelo Tinelli, who has as backup a whole load of other vice presidents. Uh, Claudia Tapia in the AFA also won a new four-year stint at the helm. And he also has a load of new shiny uh, vice presidents. And I think everyone even remotely connected to Argentine football, has at least two vice presidencies, secret secretarial or, or some sort of office job, either with the AFA or the, or the Liga Profesional. Uh, I have, have I mean, like a I've got three. I don't know about you guys, but I've <laughs> got three between um, the AFA and the LFP. Yeah, I've, I've not been contacted yeah. by it. Yeah, it must be a matter of time. Mm. Yeah. I'm expecting it any day now. I'm sure, I'm sure. Uh, Tony, I'll hand over to you to fill in for your input. No, I was, I was saying that it, it looked like they had like a, a goon squad between all the presidents to do their, their bidding. Um, 
Um, the, the, yeah, the Liga Profesional de Fútbol looked like another weird movement uh, in the Argentine uh, history of leagues. Um, it, it was kind of weird that they launched it, uh, like officially, uh, while well, all this is going on. It seems weird. I mean, there's a lot of weird things going on in sports around the world, to be honest. But uh, having to witness the birth of a product that seems finished, but it shouldn't be launched right now, it feels kind of odd. And while Tinelli is gaining power, I know where he's trying to to get, maybe get into the Macri's footsteps, maybe, but. He, he gained a lot of power recently. I even saw people complaining that his uh, Twitter handle is Cuervotinelli and saying, oh, he's now the, the, the Alpha president. He should be not, not uh, uh, relating to San Lorenzo, but it's like, well, everybody everybody knows he's a San Lorenzo fan. What do you expect? Um, yeah, it's not like Grandona was ever accused of such, um, yeah. such interfering in favor of Independiente. I mean, he no, was not at all. a paragon of, of virtue and uh, impartiality. Well, we can say the same now with 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 Tapia and, and Barraca Central, with all the the shenanigans going in the in the in the Segunda División and Atlético Tucumán. Sorry, not uh, San Martín Tucumán. Uh, right although, there. Although, there's a lot more evidence uh, for for that because obviously Tinelli hasn't yet had the chance to do any of this stuff. Yeah. People are just sort of right. automatically jumping the gun. I think Argentine fans seem to get quite willfully offended by this stuff at times. There's this kind of oh, you can't even admit in public that you support the team you support even if you're actually governing the league down the middle uh you know the, the complaints with grondona the complaints with tapia and whatnot are that or were that that referees actually were favoring those teams and that and that there appeared to be some institutional bias whereas with tinelli we haven't yet had the chance maybe it'll be perfectly above board and and, and he'll be a good director right i don't think he'll be as blatantly um Crooked as Grandona, at least. <laughs> as much as that's as a high as bar. Guy. That's a high bar to get. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sticking my neck out on the line now. Now, the question on everybody's lips, um, I'm sure listening, whether they've actually written in with this question or not, I, I, I expect actually two. Uh, one of which is going to be what is the situation in Argentina more widely? And the other is going to be when are we going to have some football to talk about again on this podcast? And obviously the first of those questions feeds into the second. Um, yep. So the the situation in Argentina um, at the moment is that we are still, or at least in Buenos Aires at the moment, because other areas of the country are starting to open up a bit more, um, is that we are still very much in lockdown. Uh, the lockdown here was was announced early and it was announced quite strictly. And so far that's worked. Um, people are dying, obviously. Cases are being found, but um, the, the deaths are in far, far, far smaller numbers than the majority of our listeners' uh, home countries have been recording. Um, and the question now really moves into how Argentina opens up again and how, how a metropolitan area as... Uh, large as densely populated and with as uh, tough a set of challenges uh, when it comes to uh, providing essential services to all of its populace and so on as the Buenos Aires metropolitan area is um, how that actually gets going again and that obviously feeds into 
when is the football going to start? Um, so when is the football going to start? You, you, you two have, again, probably more au fait with the, with the detail of this than I am. I've, I've seen a headline, but I'll let one of you field the, the actual question. Yeah, what we can say is that you shouldn't expect it anytime, anytime soon, not least because the, um, the season's finished. Um, the decision was made to... I think it was... I don't think any of us can, can really argue with it. It was probably the most logical thing they could do um, with the Superliga season finished and the Copa Superliga only one game in. Um, the AFA just decided to, to scrap the Copa Superliga, um, which I think, yeah, is fair enough. And if you look at what would be a normal season... Uh, you're probably not looking at, you know, even in regular times, it's starting until start of August, maybe maybe even uh, the end yeah, of August. Not even that. I, I think that, I, if I'm not wrong, I think they're trying to get back into the January to December calendar to be in line with the rest of the Conmebol leagues and, and the Cubs. So mm. I suppose that if they come back, because I read today that the... Um, one of, one of the people on, on, on the government of, of the city of Buenos Aires saying that the quarantine could last until October. Uh, oh. I, I think that they will do, uh, in, in my opinion, a quick uh, tournament on the last couple of months of the year, like most of the leagues are doing, uh, the ones that are, are not close to be finished, and then get the actual league January or February, I suppose. I mean, that's that's my guess, because most of the leagues that they're, they start, that they were about to start, they're doing like a quick uh, tournament around if they can, quite closely to the Copa de Superliga, but even more uh, shorter to get going a little bit and then and then um, start the season. But the question remains: if they want to do it earlier, if the idea they're floating in the United States can be replicated here because that that wouldn't be very unlikely to move. Well, the what is that idea, Tony? Well, uh, the idea, well, the NWSL, it's going to play in Utah. That's confirmed. They're going to start in a month. And uh, it's basically a World Cup uh, in terms of um, the tournament uh, settings or, or, or how it's played because it's a month. It's a month uh, uh, long tournament. And mm-hmm. then the NBA and the MLS are gonna, or they're trying to play in Orlando, uh, in, because basically those are the places that feel are the safest. And also they they actually negotiating with uh, Disney Resorts because it's a close environment similar to uh, an Olympic Village. So I, I I do see they're trying to get into play just in one or two places uh, within the. The interior of the país. I suppose that San Juan is a is an option. Santiago del Estero is an option. Uh, I know what else would be uh, feasible to do that. Mendoza, but you know, ha- finding a place with two, three stadiums and have a quick tournament doesn't seem far off. Yeah, there's when when the announcement was made that the season was over. It was done, I thought, really confusingly. I seem to be the only person who was confused by it. But they said, the season's over. Um, they're obviously 
relatively easy to do, at least at the top flight, because Boca had already been crowned league champions. The leagues, the Super Liga season actually had ended. Mm-hmm. Um, but they said the season is over. Um, it, 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 we won't be uh, taking up the games again, except that we will be deciding the remaining spots for the Copa um, to, you know, for the Sudamericana and the Libertadores um, as and when we are able to. And I read that and was like, does that mean that the season's over or does it mean that you're postponing what's left of the season until it can be played? And now they're talking about playing in, as you say, Tony, in, in potentially a transitional championship of some sort during the last few months of the year, um, which may or may not be completing the relegation table as well. That's not really clear um, to, to get us back onto the January calendar. But it's like, I mean, what is that going to be? What's the status of it? Is it going to be a league championship? Is it going to be just purely a little mini tournament to decide who gets to take um, the Sudamericana and Libertadores spots that would have been handed out to the remaining sides in the league and the uh, for the Copa Argentina? Or what? It, it's really... Um, Nothing's very clear. Uh, obviously, yeah, we, we don't even they've know got plenty of time, right? Because it's, yeah, and, it, and it's not like we're going to have football again in two weeks' time anyway, so it's not as if they're in a great rush to sort things out. But no. The relegation situation um, appears to be, if I'm not mistaken, still, that nobody is going to be relegated, right? No. They, they said when this was announced that... Um, that, that relegating teams who should have had another, you know, eight, nine, ten matches to save themselves wouldn't be fair. Um, but they are potentially going to be promoting the teams who are in the top position or two uh, of their respective divisions when the when football finished, right? Well, it should be San Martín, Tucumán and Atlanta going up. They're the two sides that um, occupy the respective top spots in Group A and Group B of the Nacional. But that's not going to happen because apparently, uh, well, we can't play further games to see who would get relegated. That would be um, unsafe and unfair. Uh, the same doesn't hold for the lower leagues. Hello, Nelly. Um The second division, third division and other lower league teams will have to play a series of, uh, of playoffs to decide who goes up. And I believe um, San Martín and Tucumán, who aren't, who are very unhappy about this, uh, they've actually, they've already taken uh, AFA to the, um, uh, to the CAS, the Court of Arbitration for Sport. So they are absolutely fuming. Well, Yeah. They're unlikely to get an answer from CAS before things need to be played though, aren't they? <laughs> Given the they speed with which uh, the Court of Arbitration for Sport normally moves up. Indeed. Well, I guess it's the, the thought that counts. Yeah, well, they don't, they don't have much to arbitrate right now, so maybe. No, they do. They've got a huge backlog, I think. Really? <laughs> okay. Yeah, and they're not meeting. So uh, I think I read somewhere like the most optimistic time frame would be something like five, six months uh, for them to even you know look at uh, San Martin's file. So you can pretty much forget about that. Well, anything to add, gentlemen? I'm um, trying to think um, about so, um, the situation. Well, I was I was oh. thinking, what about the new turn tournament if it it's played? Uh, who's gonna play, for example? I mean, I don't think if if the rest of the tournament is gonna 
be basically to to uh, clear up who's going to take some places. I don't think Boca River and everything else is going to uh, everybody else is going to play a tournament either. Uh, there's a question also that again I suppose it's going to you don't have any rush like you said some, but the uh, how TV is going to play their part now because that was a huge part of the deal of the Superliga and. I don't think it's quite clear how that's how that's going to work now. Uh, if we're going to get, it's, if we're going to keep getting the the, the, the football by uh, a pay per view system. If we don't, that's a huge question, uh, and obviously the question of um, if they return to play, if there's going to be any any supporters on the stands, which is another quite big question. They have any rush to to answer, but they have a lot of lot of on their plate right now, I suppose. I think at the very least we know that um, some games will be will be shown free to air. That was discussed, I think, even before the mm-hmm. uh, the interruption. So yep. we should be getting a, I don't know an Aldo CV Padronato uh, free to air, which is good. Indeed, yes. Um, I, I also it, it'll be interesting to see whether the teams who are already mathematically qualified for the Coppas do indeed sit it out because I'm not sure how happy the television companies would be with having to show a transitional, I mean, I guess you couldn't call it a championship, right? But a transitional competition, uh, which didn't include the country's two biggest clubs in particular, yeah. as you say, River and Boca both sitting out and going, now nah, we're just playing the new year. Uh, the TV companies probably aren't going to like that idea too much. At the same time, yeah. River and Boca have, have, are clearly among the clubs who feel that there isn't going to be any football for a good long while. Um, I read last week that River had told their foreign, I'm going to say foreign based rather than just foreign because Franco Armani is one of them. His, his first time apparently is in Colombia. Um, their foreign based players that, that they can head back to their countries and, you know, see out the lockdown um, in whatever way they see fit. Uh, Juan Fernando Quintero flew to, uh, I want to say Bogota, but uh, I might be wrong there. I might have the wrong city, but he flew to Colombia. Um, last week, Medellin, thank you, Dan, Um, or Medellin, as we, of course, always have to remember how to uh, to pronounce it, Um, whereas some of the others are staying in Buenos Aires for it. Um, If River are doing that, then they're unlikely to be the only club doing it. Um, So they're they're also then, I guess, it opens up to uh, the the question of if they decide all of a sudden, okay, we're going to try and start playing again in, let's say, August. how quickly are the, are the clubs then able to get those players back? How do quarantine laws affect them? Because if they're coming back in, then they're going to have to quarantine for two weeks um, and so on. It, it's going to be interesting to uh, be a bystander for. Yeah, and the, in the, the structure to to keep, uh, I suppose they're going to do a protocol to get back to training like everybody else is doing. Uh, how I, I don't doubt the Boca River, Independiente Racing, and whoever has enough money to do it can can handle that. But I do see some some little teams struggling to to do that. Honestly, I I don't, I don't think uh, Central Cordoba is gonna be able to to withhold that standard. I suppose it's gonna be hard for them. That's yeah, and and also what happens? I mean, if if they decide to try with a championship. Or, or a competition with everybody playing in their own stadiums or, I guess, potentially in their own training complex, as if the stadiums can't have anybody in them anyway, um, then what do you then do with the fact that you're going by necessity to have at least a small group of people, 
the squad, the technical t- uh, team, the physios and so on, travelling from, in some cases, from parts of the country where the infection is very much present, like Buenos Aires, to, to provinces where there isn't, um, where there aren't any COVID-19 cases at the moment and where life, from what we at least hear, see and, you know, hear, hear on the television and read in the newspapers, is relatively uh, slowly getting back to normal, albeit without national, nationwide travel. Yeah, traveling is a, is, a, is a good. It's a good question to 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 see how they can solve that. If mm. they can get into a bus, maybe I I read them in the Bundesliga, they have to to use as many buses as they as they can to to get some distance between the players, for example. I don't know how they're gonna do it in the United States because they are not there yet. But it's it's a it's it's a huge budget. A new budget to to get all the testing kits and everything else, and I don't think they're gonna risk to return to play without some kind of um, actual um, protocol to follow up and don't risk an infection between everybody. And that's a lot of money. And I don't think that everybody has that money unless Alpha can do something, which is another question. No, indeed. Yeah, I mean, one of the I guess small blessings we have is that one of the the tests that are being used at the moment in Argentina are actually produced in Argentina mm-hmm. unlike some countries having to having to import them obviously Argentina uh, scientists or whatever have managed to, to develop one here which can be produced and replicated here um, so that should I guess mean that there aren't going to be quite the same discussions as we've seen in some other countries of oh well why should the football clubs have all you know this this large portion of the tests available um but yeah obviously uh there are going to be need to be strict protocols and uh people are going to need to to continue to follow them um because once football opens up as well people are going to get the the message that everything else can open up even more and we've already seen i'm sure all of us have well i'm sure tony and i at least we've got windows to the outside world uh in in our flats uh, have been able to see that there are far more people on the streets than um, than there were at the start of the lockdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I have no idea what you're talking about. Just... In my garden, yeah, no. <laughs> how many lemons do you have right now? Um... Oh, loads, like forty odd. Okay, I watch them every day, Brian. I'm not insane. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm actually thinking about crowd control too because uh, I tend to think that people are stupid and some will try to travel even if it's not advised to support the teams if there is, there is any football and i like i tend to to go into the negative side on that and, and say uh i don't think that's a very good idea no indeed i'm, I'm tempted to agree with you um anyway that that is the situation as it is at the moment uh listeners here in argentina we hope that you are safe wherever you're listening from um, you've probably not experienced the lockdown quite as long as we are still doing, <laughs> um, but you, you will have all probably experienced some degree of it and, and be aware of how uh, maddening it can be, uh, even if you are of the opinion that it's the right thing. We're going to take a break now. I'm going to sorry, switch. Sorry, sorry, if I can, on, if I can add just a little bit, um, because we were doing lately a bit of, of a snippet uh, in the... Um, Women's football, all it's suspended. Boca is crowned champions, but there is a lot of questions that are up in the air 
regarding the contracts, if listener remembers, um, a year ago there was this uh, movement to give the players at least a contract and the minimum uh, wage for a footballer mm-hmm. and everything else. But that plan ended up, will end in a month. And nobody's giving an actual answer if they're going to continue, if they're not, um, if AFA is going to still give them the money to, to the clubs to to support those uh, those contracts, for example. And I heard also the TNT, it's not really uh, happy with the ratings, which is not a surprise if you play a game in the name, uh, nine in the morning. Um, so it's actually trying to pull, pull the plug of giving the women's football some TV uh, time which is obviously less money. Uh, so th- those are a, a few more questions, not only when do they are, are able to return to play, it's if they're going to get any money at all. Yeah, thanks for reminding me, Tony. Um, thank you for that. And it, it also reminds me that in the men's game, I, I learned something um, from all of this because some of the, obviously a fair few, I think it was something like 70% of the contracts of players in the Superliga um, were due to run out next month. Yes. Um, and what I hadn't didn't know until I read about this was that the players' union, Futbolistas Agraviados, um, has an uh, uh, did a deal with the AFA at some point, some undefined point in the past, um, to agree that all contracts had to be at least eighteen months in duration, um, and they've managed to pass an exception. For now, so that the players whose contracts were running out in June can have their contracts renewed just until the end of the year, uh, so that whatever you know, the, the whatever gets dreamt up to decide the promotion spots, decide the relegation spots, decide who's going to the Sudamericana um, and Libertadores uh, can can still take place with more or less the squads that teams have got at the moment. Um, because if not, there was the fear that a lot of teams with nothing to play for were just going to let let their highly paid first team players go and potentially just play the whole of that competition with the under 18s or the under 20s or whatever. Um, It's uh, it's something to bear in mind for for both sexes. But obviously, yeah, the the, the women with a very fragile state of professionalism being only a year old, or if that, the professional league, um, have it far worse in that respect. So thanks for the reminder. No, don't worry. And also, there's there's this uh, case the excursionista's goalkeeper that uh, she contracted COVID, and the club is doing the best that they can. But there is there is that question of how much they can uh, hold up the medical uh, billing and everything else. And if they can do it with with the women's, what will happen to also the the players in the lower leagues if they can contract uh, COVID too? So lots of questions, I suppose. Yes, indeed. Yeah, we're going to take a halftime break now. Um, I'm going to swap my mate out for a phonet, I think, and then we'll come back in just a minute. Um, and we will get to answering your listeners' questions, which you have been tweeting into us over the last roughly 22 or 23 hours since I announced our return on Twitter yesterday evening. Uh, don't go away.
will just take a quick opportunity before we move to listeners' questions to give a plug to our Patreon page. I know I mentioned it at the beginning of the show, um, but to give a little more detail on what uh, listeners and indeed patrons, more to the point, can get. Um, I have recently, as I said, started producing Hand of VOD, a new video-on-demand um, service. Uh, the first two episodes have already gone up. The first two episodes in particular were, were quite experimental um, because I just wanted to get my head around the software. And they include um, a video tutorial on how to pour the perfect fernet con coca or con tonica in my case, but it's the same uh, basic principle, so don't worry about that. Um, and they also include one that I uploaded yesterday, which is to say on, I'm losing track of the days. Yesterday was Tuesday, wasn't it, guys? No, yesterday was Wednesday. Well, Wednesday so I must have uploaded yeah. it very late on Tuesday night slash Wednesday morning, um, which was a uh, bit of screen recording and a flyover uh, using the Buenos Aires city government map website um, showing both current and historical um, views of three stadia in the city of Buenos Aires. Um, those three stadia being Boca, River and San Lorenzo. I will be doing similar, albeit without the historical views probably for Racing and Independiente at some point in the future and we'll be doing more of those. Um, you can get this for the moment for the low, low price of $5 a month if you join our standard Patreon tier. And then when we're back out of lockdown and we're back to recording weekly and back to recording a hand of pod extra weekly, um, the video uh, option will probably go into a slightly higher tier because several of the people who are already patrons uh, are so happy with what they were already getting before lockdown that they have actually expressed to me their desire to have a higher tier to contribute to. So thank you very much to those people. And if you uh, want to uh, get your hands on this and, and have a look at it, then you can get over to patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash hand of pod. And with that in mind, we will now move on to listeners' questions. Dan Colasimon is the first up. Australian Dan, as used to be. And he says, is this the longest that you two, by which he means myself and Dan, have been without hugging? It's got to be up there. Um, I remember there was a time when I didn't appear that often on uh, on the podcast. When yeah, I when you were working Herald. at Herald. Early yes. In spite of the fact that you were working about two blocks away from where I lived at that, for most of that time. Indeed, yes. But, so that was yes. probably still the longest. But mm. it's been far too long. We can agree on that. Indeed it is, yes. We'll all be enjoying very big, manly Argentine hugs uh, when we lots get back. Lots of slapping, lots of, um, hey, well, you know, insulting each other. <laughs> also yeah. gently, as we do it to, uh, to uh, reimpose our masculinity. Indeed. And only once it's safe to do so, uh, as opposed to just banging elbows together, of course. Um, Little Bird says, here is one inspired by the Football Manager Argentina account, since I know that Dan has been following their experiment. Who would you back in a league between 23 provincial teams plus the city of Buenos Aires with only players from each uh, location, even on a hunch? Um, I seem to remember we discussed this before. And in fact, I, I think there's a bit of a Twitter exchange in which we came to the conclusion or you two came to the conclusion that we have uh, done this before on the podcast or something similar. But what's the, uh, what was the consensus? I think it's got to be Santa Fe, right? 
Yeah. Got Messi. <laughs> the, the, it's only Superliga players. Um, I think the Football Manager site did it on um, on global teams. Oh, okay. So yeah, very I'd, good. I'd say Santa Fe. Yeah, mm-hmm. me too. Maybe Cordoba can throw a battle, but I haven't done any research on who exactly who is from where. Uh, but obviously, Santa Fe is is the easy and, and go to. Um, standard guess even if you just haven't said it several times uh, because of the rich sporting tradition uh, in that particular province and yeah, particularly also, yes I'm sorry oh, no no go on uh, also it's a bit of a pro- mathematical probability because Santa Fe, Cordoba, Ciudad de Buenos Aires and Provincia de Buenos Aires are the most populated provinces in Argentina so yes exactly yeah that definitely helps. Mm. Um, is that all of the questions? That is all the questions. Good grief. I thought we were going to have loads. Um, David Novoshevsky says, I missed this, by which I think he means my tweet yesterday calling for questions, but I'm glad to see you back. He just sent that in five minutes ago. Thank you very much, David. Uh, I was expecting that section to be rather longer. Um, can any of you think of any questions that you might have expected to have from listeners had I uh, got more responses to my request? I think everyone it's kind of the case that since there isn't any football going along and there's not really any sign of it coming back it's like what can you do? What can you ask? We can add add snippets for example if you're interested in some Argentinian football for the last couple of decades address on special on Netflix to watch for example Oh, go on. Tell us to... about that, Tony. The, the, um, a couple of years ago, the, the old um, TV show called Full de Primera, uh, that, oh, usually, yeah, yeah. that usually on Sunday nights showed uh, the images of the games, because mm. there were none on TV, basically, unless you pay a lot of money. Um, that, that show ran for 21, 22 years, maybe a little bit more. Uh, so when they get into the uh, 20-year anniversary, they made an special on two parts so if you if you look at it right now it's going to be kind of odd because if you do the mathematics it's got to be wrong you know like that's not 20 years ago that was even more but Mm. now it's on netflix uh so you can check uh some uh, famous quotes and some good goals and and see some players for example i remember that i was surprised because it was one of the things that never ever tried to watch uh, there's a little bit of footage of um, Carlos Roa debut uh, in, in goalkeeping. There is a lot of footage of a young Batistuta at River and Boca. I mean, this a new a news of Bielsa winning things. That's like, uh, something to behold. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's interesting. If any of the listeners are interested in that, do you know whether that's available? Uh, right? Sorry. Uh, Roa starting out. I suppose it's something about Roa. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Well, do you, know, know, you, you put it up, Tony. <laughs> do you know whether that is available for uh, listeners outside Argentina, Tony, or is that just no, Netflix no, no, Argentina? No, no, 
say yes, because just day I was using a VPN to watch Netflix uh, on the United States and it appeared in my search, so I was about to say yes. Oh, excellent. Because I saw Rupert tweeting about it at some point. Brilliant. I hadn't realised that was the special. I thought they'd just uploaded all of or certain seasons <laughs> of football every day. Um, but yeah, I'll have to check that out myself. I, We've I been watching a lot of YouTube that. and not so much Netflix here recently, so... I can try to find all the full delivery media episodes if the, the listeners are interesting in that. I can try and find them. If you're listening, let Tony know and he'll um, sort you out with some top quality gear. <laughs> that sounds so weird. It's so many <laughs> levels. <laughs> no, thank you for that though, because that's one. Of, that's obviously something that um, has been added and has been made available online since we did our immediately pre-lockdown podcast on what people can listen to and watch and read during lockdown uh, so that's a really good addition um mm -hmm. yeah so i saw a few people on the day that it became available complaining that uh netflix was putting up old content and i was like are you familiar with netflix's like service of course yes there's some old stuff on it, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> what, did mean, you think it was going to be new football deprimera that they're just making today <laughs> i mean there's people are still watching friends after all this time so yes exactly yeah um if you are a friends fan then there's nothing wrong with that but um yes indeed um how are we feeling about football in in other countries guys are we more more or less likely to be watching it now or given that there isn't anything for the foreseeable future here mm, yeah. if it's on to be honest maybe i'll watch it I'm going to be honest with you guys. The, the first game, technically, beyond uh, Belarus League, that uh, the first league that returned was the Korean one. And I said, yes. why not? I'm going to wake up at 7, 6 what? in the morning. I said, yeah, wait, I'm, I'm unemployed, uh, Dan. Remember that. And I don't have any kids. <laughs> um, so I said, yeah, I'm going to wake up. I did wake up uh, to watch the game on YouTube. With English commentary, at least, so I understand a little of what was uh, going on. But I give up after 15 minutes when the supposedly MVP of the last year tried to do a uh, uh, switch side uh, ball and ended up hitting the, the back head of, of his uh, teammate. I said, ah, this is too much. <laughs> I know that I watch Argentinian football, but this is too much, guys. I'm going go to go back to sleep. I'm sorry. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm going to, I'm a little bit eager. Um, with the return of the, well, I watch Bundesliga. Uh, the Frauen Bundesliga is going to return this weekend. That's something I want to try, try and watch. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to watch as much as I can, even if I hate the Argentinian commentators. Did you catch Erling Braut Haaland not wearing his face mask properly on the sidelines against Munich, against Bayern the other day, Tony? I, I didn't, but I did, I did catch uh, Oliver Kahn first with uh, without covering his nose and then without it completely. Yeah, that's what Harlem was doing as well. They showed a clip of him just covering his mouth but not his nose. Um, uh, and I, it, it made me think of you given your contributions to the uh, WhatsApp group a few days before. Oh, yeah. I still see right. that when I go to advice and stuff. So, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, Thank you very much indeed for listening, everybody. This has obviously been a shorter episode than we would normally record. Uh, we will be back in a couple of weeks. And if you have any suggestions, any requests uh, for a theme, because we're not going to have any football to talk about, so we may as well 
uh, I don't know, look at some a certain time period in in the history of, of Argentine football or something, tweet them in. Try and or tweet it. Yeah, yeah, or a game. Um, try and tweet in requests earlier rather than later because we are going to need a bit of time to work out who's going to be recording that episode and then for each of those people to maybe do a small amount of research. Um, but the aim, as I said at the start of the show, is now going to be to try and record something like this every couple of weeks. Um, we are all now going to record possibly slightly shorter than usual Hand a pod extra as well for our patrons. But for now, thank you very much for listening. It's good to be back. And goodbye from English Dan. Oh, who's got his goodbye. microphone? Goodbye. Thank you for listening. Sorry to spring that on you while you had your mic muted, Dan. Um, <laughs> from Tony. Uh, goodbye. And I'm going to do a quick thanks to one of our, our patrons, to Tommy, because he's one of my regulars on my uh, Twitch um, streams. So I'm thank I'm very thankful for him and I'm, I'm for everybody that's just joined from from them to to listen to the podcast. I'm also very thankful for for them. Oh yeah, do you want to give your Twitch stream a, a plug, uh, Tony? Because other people yeah, might it's, be it's interested really easy. as well. It's, it's uh, Tony THFC, like Tony Hotspur Football Club, and you just type that and it, you're gonna find me on Twitch. And I do a lot of full manager. I'm managing uh, news with Lionel Messi and and. 25 de Mayo from the city I was born, Ocha. I took them to Libertadores, which is was hard enough, and now I have Raheem Sterling somehow on a free. So why not? Excellent. I'm I'm currently at Darlington in the National League North, but I won't be twitching that. Um, anyway, thank you very much indeed, everybody, and goodbye. <laughs> and from Nahuel as well. Yeah. <laughs>